Welcome to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Well, hey there, beauty. Welcome back to another season of the Align and Hustle podcast. It's season two. This is the premiere episode of the second season of the Align and Hustle podcast. I might say that a few times because I am so excited. I am so excited to be back with you again here today. And I thank you for spending time with me. So where have I been? Well, I took some time off this summer to really look at how I wanted to show up for you in this second season because I'm a little bit different. You know, last year was a heavy one and I had to do a little bit of reinvention in my business and in my life. In this season, I am focused more than ever to help you create a life on your own terms. Whatever that means for you, whether you want to be healthier, happier, more spiritual, start a business, start a side hustle, create a personal brand, you're here because you know that you were made for more. And I am dedicated to bringing you the inspiration, the motivation, the extraordinary women who, with ex- amazing stories that will inspire you to live your best life. This season is all about reconnecting with your authentic self, finding your authentic voice, and creating a life you love. With that being said, I couldn't think of a better guest to bring on for the season premiere. My guest today is Sangeeta Patel. For those of you who are in Canada, you will know her as the face of the Simply Ageless CoverGirl campaign. Or you may know her from the red carpet and ET Canada where she interviews Hollywood's A-list stars. She is a dedicated mom, fitness enthusiast, proud supporter of Children's Wish, and Vogue India recently featured her as one of their 50 most influential global South Asians. And she is now the host of the new ET Canada weekend show, which airs or premieres this Saturday, September 18th at 7.30. So be sure to check that out. I'm so excited to share this interview with you. I met Sangeeta a few years ago at at an event and she was just the kindest, warmest person. I follow her on Instagram and she is, she's fun. She's fabulous. She's fashionable. She's done amazing things. But most of all, she's real. She makes you feel like you've been friends for years. We had the best conversation. It was so fun. We talk about everything. Nothing's off the table. So without further ado, here is the season two premiere episode with Sangeeta Patel. Hi, Sangeeta. So hi, Kathy. You too. Oh my gosh. I have to say one thing though before we start. Like you have this amazing voice. Like oh. if, if someone was just to land on your Instagram page and see you so bubbly and so uh, right. like your voice is like this sultry voice. Did have, like, is this your natural voice or did this you- is my natural okay. voice. So it's funny you say that Kathy, because when I was younger, my voice was considered deep, right? Like really. I know it's sultry. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I like that. I'm going to use the word sultry rather than deep now. Um, okay. But I always thought it was an issue because my voice was so deep. Um, but I, it works now in television and it and, and it helps me with radio and all of that. So I'm glad I have it now. But, uh, um, you know, it's one of those things you just never know when you're a little kid. You're like, oh, it's going to change. It's going to, you know, but here we are. And uh, I'm happy now about it. So thank you. <laughs> I'll oh, take I'm sultry. So, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today. Oh, I'm so glad we really can make it happen. A lot to me. But I want to. So my first question just to start off, because you've done so many things. You're just on fire right now. Like that, I hear that, this girl is on fire, like playing in the back of my mind when I think of you, because you've just, you've just ex- like really exploded in the last few years and so many amazing ac- wow. accomplishments. And I just wanted to ask, like when you were a little girl, 
did you like, what did you dream of becoming? Is this what you dreamt of? Like, did you see yourself here? No, I, I mean, I graduated as an engineer, but uh, as a little kid, I was very ambitious. I've always been very ambitious. And sometimes there were times in my life where people say you're too ambitious and that kind of helped me back, but I, it, it, all, it didn't last long. I always just kept going. And one of the things I used to do as a kid is I told myself if I'm good at everything, rather than being excellent at one thing, I'm going to be a well-rounded person. And I was, I, was, I was a smart kid. I was, you know, I was at the age of four when I was like telling myself that. So I would be on the chess team. I was on the volleyball team. I was, you know, playing some, I was playing the clarinet. I was doing the announcements. I was, you know, a part of the book club. And so I made myself versatile at a very young age. And I think that kind of grew with me as I got older. And I'm one of those people that gets very excited about everything. And I always leave the doors open. I'm like, that's interesting. Maybe I should try this, or maybe I should try this. And, uh, and I go for it. And if it fails, then I go towards another journey or another door. So I think that's how I live life in general. And, um, it's kind of paid off. Like you said, it's kind of nice to try new things and you just don't know what's going to happen. And, um, that's really my life. It's just, uh, what if that's such an amazing mindset to, to have. And you had this at such a young age at age four, mm-hmm. you looked at life like mm-hmm. this. So when you were in, in your in your home, were your parents very positive people? Did they always encourage you? Yeah. And I think that's a really good question because my dad was that type of guy where he would tell me, well, why don't you try, you know, he was just that person. And he was, uh, you know, I, as an, I became an engineer partly because I would take things apart at home and my dad, my dad saw that I loved math and science. And so he would always like kind of focus me into those areas. And, but there was also this passion of meeting people and getting out there and doing other things. And I was very talkative and just, you know, one of my mantras to this day is if I talk to someone new, I'll learn something new every day. So I do go up to strangers and say hi. And, you know, those are things I still do. And I think that's partly because of my dad, but my mom was always just, how are you doing? How are, how's life? But she would never push me to do certain things. It was more like, are you okay? And uh, I think that combination together really helped me become who I am because I always told myself I need to be happy with what I do. Um, And a job can be a job, but you still need to be happy that you're, you're living this life nine to five every day. Just make sure you have some joy within that time, right? Like we don't all have that opportunity, but find something that brings you a little bit of happiness. So, and that's what it was for me. I got tired of engineering and, and I moved on. So here I am. That was my next question. Like, how does, so I, I completely agree with you because I have a science degree and I'm a photographer. Like my parents wanted go. me to be a doctor. And it was just like, at one point I thought this just, I'm a research geek. I am, I will research everything, go. but, and I love to do that, but it, it doesn't fuel me in my daily mm. life. So I just, yeah. I completely agree. So let's take us through. Can you take us through? Like, how did, how did you come out of engineering and then end up on TV? Can you take yeah. us through a little bit of that? So there, I didn't know what engineering was when I actually entered engineering. I just thought, okay, this is where all the males are going. It's dominated by men. Um, okay, my cousin I'm gonna was interrupt going you. It. Did you look like this when you were in the engineering? Because that's, <laughs> ma- that's mainly male, is it not? It's mostly male. No, I, yeah. I, I think there is. I think there were seven of us that were female that graduated out of 60 guys. I think that's what are in electrical engineering, at least in computer sciences, uh, computer engineering as well. But um, I did, I, I, I mean, I, I did dress up. I, I made myself look good in university. I'm like, it made me feel good. Even on days of exams, I would get up early, do my hair, uh, put on some good clothes and I, I'd get there. And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know what? I, feel good. I feel good going into my exam, do whatever that makes you feel good. So that I was like that. And they're just like, you're not a true engineer. I'm like, I'm a true engineer. I just graduated from it. So, um, yeah. And the reason I went into it was because I did love math and science. Math was what one of my things that I absolutely adored. And, uh, so I went into engineering. I didn't know what it was all about. I got a scholarship for the first year. I even applied for journalism and, uh, I got a scholarship in that in the first year. And I'm like, I sat down with my dad I go, what do I do? And he's just like, where are you going to make a living? Where are you going to make a life for yourself? How are you going to take care of yourself? And of course that was engineering. And I'm so glad that I did engineering. Um, it teaches you to think in a 3d world. It teaches you to be kind. It teaches you the importance of taking care of others before yourself. Um, and so that mentality has really helped me grow even in this industry. It's because, you know, I don't have a background in journalism, but I grew and I learned 
with the idea and concept of having an engineer mind. Um, and it's, you know, that's the understanding that other people are there to help you to grow. And I think that's something a lot of people miss out and think it's all on you. It's not, it's, it's listening to those people who give you those critiques, those people who are there to take the time to say, saying, Gita, maybe you should try this, or maybe, you know, don't do it this way. Um, and those people are actually trying to help me, not criticize me, but help me. So um, that's, that's, so, you know, going from engineering to journalism was, one of those what if moments for me because I had a passion for television and talking to people and uh, that's what it was and uh, the weather network came up it was the perfect fit because it was weather uh, science and television uh, before that I was uh, in a pageant and the pageant led me to doing all this television work for them to promote the pageant and I'm like I like this I really really like this um, so that kind of helped me grow into this position but um, yeah, it's it's been a very interesting transition. I mean, it's been years since I've been an engineer, but uh, that mentality, that that learning experience has always been with me. So you mentioned something about people giving you advice. What's the best advice over this whole over your life that you've ever received? Be you. Um, there was one time Gordon Martineau, when I first started City TV, it was my third day, uh, maybe my fourth day. And he goes, Patel, come into my office. And his little office, I walk into the city TV room and I'm like, oh my God, it's Gord Mardo. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to get fired. He had the best hair, Gord Mardo. <laughs> and he's the anchor and yeah, I'm here yeah. this new weather person. Like what is going to happen? And he said to me, uh, Sangita, he goes, Patel, you don't give a shit the way you look on television. Keep it that way. And I go, okay. And he goes, now leave my office. And I was like, what does that mean? What is that? And, and essentially what, what he was trying to say is that I wasn't trying to be anybody else. All I knew had to be was myself. And I think that's an, something that a lot of us need to learn that you, with the, the world of social media, the world of like just being bombarded with information, you forget who you are. And I think that is always grounded me. And you know, Gordon Martineau gave me the best advice. And uh, uh, my parents did too. Like they, they were always ones who always go for your dreams, but him saying to be you is something that's that I always hold on to because I can't be anybody else. I only know myself. So why not just grow on that? So that's been something really important to me, especially in this industry. Oh, I love, I love that being, a uh, helping women build their brands. That's the, yeah. that's the number one thing I ask in our clarity exercises, mm-hmm. what makes you unique? And then we play, yeah. we build that up because so no one much. can, no one can be you. That's what you bring to the table. That's different, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that takes time, especially for me, it was in my thirties and into my forties, I finally said this, this is who I am. And I think we go into this world where we want to get everyone's approval and please everybody. And you can't do that. And that's something that's really hard for me to accept is like, I'm not going to make everybody happy. Um, and you're going to, it's, it's just something that I need to let go. But that's partly because what my mom used to say as a kid is like, you know, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, you, you need to make other people happy and that will make you happy. And I learned that that's not always the case. Sometimes you have to take care of yourself as the priority before other people. And that's something that's been my learning experience in the last few years. And I think that's what makes you so magnetic, Sangeeta, because I've, mm. I've been following you a lot on um, Instagram. Oh. And I just like, you're so, you're so um, authentic. You just are you, you show your family cooking, you show your beautiful (laughs) girls, you show your relationship with your husband. Yeah. There you show all aspects of your personal life. And that's what builds this kind of trust and how people Mm. um, relate to you because you just, this is me. And you, you strike me as the type that like is always, you know, the, the, the BFF, right? Like I'm going to help you out. I'll be there for you. Lock arms and go. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so me. (laughs) I get annoying sometimes. I call too much. So they're like, stop saying, you know, we're fine. I'm like, oh, no, we got to fix this. Uh, but yeah, I am that person. That's so funny you said that. <laughs> and you're always smiling and you're always this positive shining light. And I just wanted to ask, how much do you think that building this brand and showing these aspects of yourself online have helped you grow in the last few years career-wise? Mm-hmm. You know, when I look at social media, I think when I first started, I'm like, what am I doing? You, you have a moment. I think a lot of people do. You, you think like, why am I putting these photos up? What, what am I doing? And I think once you have that moment, you kind of sit down and you kind of assess yourself and say, what is my brand? Wh- who am I? Who, what do I want to be on social media? Because at the end of the day, it is a branding 
branding situation on social media, right? What do you want to be? Um, and that was for me, I sat down, I go, fitness is important to me. This is important to me. And I started fitness Tuesday, seven years ago, because so many women who are South Asian don't focus on themselves. They don't talk about fitness. They don't talk about taking care of themselves. And I said, if I can make a change helping even one person, then I'm going to start this. And so I started the hashtag fitness Tuesday and I had no idea there was a box that was called DM and it was bombarded with all these messages from women. And there's one particular woman who I I don't know who she was, um, but every week we would connect because she was trying to lose weight. And uh, the reason she was trying to lose weight, she went through so much trauma in her life that she forgot who she was. And so we would just quickly DM each other. And that's when I realized Fitness Tuesday has another value, not just fitness, it's the idea of taking care of yourself. And so all these women would connect with me and Seven years. I still do it every Tuesday. Um, you know, it's I exhausting some crazy stuff. to watch. Okay? <laughs> I know because I send you messages all the time. Like I, yeah. the one when you do one-handed things, I know I would smash my face if I tried that. No, but if I could do it, you could do it. I'm being so like it's just. It, I love it. I love fitness because the way it makes me feel mentally. Right. It's just a great feeling for me, and so. Even one person says, you know, I'm going to try this. And it just gets me so excited that someone's willing to try something. So just to get people moving is something so important to me because health and nutrition is so important in my life. But you're like seriously ripped. Like you have eight, an eight pack app. I would say four. But you know, those are how did you start? Because like, okay, you yeah. are a stunning, stunning woman. We're going to talk about this a little bit more because I'm obsessed with beauty being a photographer. I've always been like in the Vogue oh, magazine, so like I've always been, yeah. but you are stunning. And I've met, I've met you at some events and you're, you're t- like, you're, you're tiny to begin with. So did you didn't start fitness to lose weight, obviously. Like how did that mm-hmm. whole fitness journey start for you? It was, uh, having kids, you know, it was my second kid. I think the first time I had my first child, I wasn't ready to be a mom. I wasn't, I was overwhelmed. And, um, I did go through, uh, I guess the depression the first time around, I was very sad. I wasn't having the experiences I wanted in my life to have my first child. And my husband was young. We were very young. Um, and I didn't realize until I came out of it, how bad I really was for, I wasn't taking care of myself and I wasn't enjoying motherhood the way I wanted to. So, um, once I did come out of that, and I don't even know how I did come out of that the first time around, but the second time there were trigger moments. And I'm like, I'm not going through this again. I am not letting myself go down this road. Uh, because it was one day and I won't forget it. I was in my car. I got in the car. I, I left the Shiloh with my, my husband. I go, I just need to go for a drive. I was in my pajamas. I'm crying. I grabbed McDonald's French fries and a shake. And I was sitting in the car. I'm like, what the, what am I doing? And I drove into this place called Element CrossFit. And I said, she saw me. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. You went in in your pajamas. pajamas. And she goes, are you? I'm like, yes, I just want to learn more about the She didn't try to sell me anything. She goes, come inside. Like, okay, I'll come inside. And she goes, grab this weight. And I'm like, and I did. And it was invigorating. It was, she goes, come back tomorrow. Let's give this a try the right way. And I went in and it changed my life because I used to do fitness before, but nothing like this. And to the, the idea and concept of having a half an hour to yourself to 45 minutes and your focus is all you have to do is get this barbell up and not think about anything else. It changed my life. And that's why I love doing heavy weights. I love doing all of that because it's that that's my focus. That that's all that matters is make sure I bring that bar up. And so that 45 minutes became my life after, you know, leaving the kid, the kids with my husband or whatever it was, it just, it was my time. And I realized at that point I needed to create myself as a priority in my life. And so that's when it started. So that was 11 years ago. My daughter's 11 now. Shiloh's 11. Yeah. So I've been doing fitness for a while now. And so, um, it's a big part of my life. I, I schedule it like, just like brushing my teeth every day. I need to do something that's active and I don't even think about it anymore. So people say like, how do you do it? How do you motivate yourself? It's just, you got to make it your schedule, like everything else. And it really works. If you tell yourself that you will end up doing your workouts or your exercise or going for a walk, whatever it is, just make it part of your schedule. Because a lot of women say to me, they don't have the time 
you do have the time, just like everything else, just put it in your schedule. And you so make, make yourself Yeah, you have to make yeah. the time, right? And I even see yeah. you on on your Instagram, you're traveling all over, well, before COVID, yeah. and you were still yeah. doing fitness, like in hotel, mm. on rooftops, <laughs> you were doing the whole thing. I'm like, wow, bravo to you, because it's really, but look how it's paid off, though, over 11 yeah. years, right? You feel phenomenal, I'm sure, yeah. right? And I, I yeah. really believe that beauty comes from within, and it's all the things you eat, how you treat your body, and also your it's a lot of your mindset, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, let me, don't get me wrong, Kathy. I, I eat like so much junk food. I think but that's another reason I work out is because I'm such a foodie. I like pizza and cake. I, you know, but I figured out a way to be able to enjoy all of that. I never restrict myself from enjoying foods. Like yesterday I had this awesome cake. It was like this banana. I don't even know. It was like a banana, a fluffy cake. It was so good. Anyways, the, the point is, 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 is finding that, that, that boundary of enjoying life. You know, women like, how do you eat? Because I, I do macros. I do something where I know how many proteins I need in my life fats and carbs. And I live life to that when I really need to make myself strict, then I'll go strict. But most of the time I'm 70% eating healthy 75. And then the rest is I'm, I'm enjoying life and that's just maintenance. Right. So, um, you know, a lot of women ask me, how do I lose the weight? That's, that's a different discussion than what I do now, because it's been, like you said, 11 years of me trying to just live life to the fullest. And, uh, and that's being healthy at the same time, but I still have my pizza and cake. Okay, but do you have that before like a tiff or a red carpet? No, right? Well, that's funny you say that because I have a photo shoot and a fashion show on Monday and Tuesday. And yesterday I had the cake. And this weekend I'm celebrating with my husband our anniversary. So I'm going to be having cake. Oh, happy so, <laughs> but so no, I, I know. <laughs> but I think you, you because you're, you're just, you're fit now, right? So those little, yeah. th- you can still add them in and you won't really see a huge difference. Exactly. And I think that's the other thing women need to understand is like, why does she do the heavy weights? The more muscle mass you have, you're protecting your body, right? You're protecting your bones. It's all of that. Cardio is great for cardiovascular reasons, but for women, we forget that heavy weights are actually, because a lot of people think you're going to bulk up. You're not, you're not going to bulk up. You're going to get this lean muscle mass. That's going to protect your body for the rest of your life. Right. So invest in doing and your joints. Yes. Like, you know, I have, a, I have, I've had a bad knee since I was a kid and um, it's gotten better, but then once in, time, once in a while it gets all messed up and then I'm like, okay, I need to start doing more of my quads. I need to start. And it, it really makes a difference. I'm able to walk much better. So um, yeah, just having muscle mass is so important for women because it just, it decreases as our bo- uh, bone mass decreases as we get older. So protect yourself in so many ways. So um, yeah, anytime I, a woman come to me, like just, just go to weights, just, just pick yeah. up what you can and it's you'll be surprised important. how much you can. Well, yeah. I gave up on COVID. I gave up on the weights and I don't uh, know, I'm a little bit older than you and the hormone issue is kicking, like the hormones. Yes. Are kicking, yes. I don't know what happened to my legs. I started to cry. I'm like, where's my muscle? All of you that are listening, don't give up on <laughs> the weights. Even that, the, 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 the fact that you even stopped when you go back, it will come back like that. That's the difference, Not right? So much. Well, at 45, yeah, yeah, I think it will come back. You will go back and you're like, you will be able to create, the, you know, if you're doing 75 pounds of squat, I mean, you'll start off with 55, but you will instantly get back to your 75 very quickly. It's because you still have that mass, that muscle mass in your body, right? It's just, you got the COVID stuff going on on top. But, I know. So do you have yeah. the COVID stuff hasn't affected your abs? Oh, it did girl. I mean, God, I was having <laughs> banana bread and I remember September 10th, it was September 10th. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? And then I just cleaned up again, but through all from March to September, I, it was, I I just like everybody, I just survived in that, you know, I gave myself an excuse to eat everything that was in the pantry. And, uh, uh, yeah, no, I went through the COVID body. I did. I did. Okay. So let's talk, but I want to talk about your anniversary and is coming up. Oh yeah. How many years have you been married? Good question. Uh, we've been married 18 years and together. So, uh, yeah, 24 years together. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So that was Thank one of you. my things. Like I watch you on Instagram with your family and you just seem so connected and mm. just this tight group. Right. And just the love, I feel the love in the love. all the photos yeah. that you, that you <laughs> post and it's, that just, it's beautiful. And I don't know how you do it. Like how you are a busy person. Like, how yeah. do you manage your, this life of yours and still yeah. have that connection with your family? 
how deep do you want to go? Um, uh, so, <laughs> so when we first started, uh, when we first got married, I had a friend who talked to me about law. The best advice she gave me for my relationship was to make time for each other and also not make time for each other. And I didn't fully understand that until uh, a few years after. And so essentially Sam and I have our life together and the Sam has his life with his friends and I have my life with my friends. And then we have that life in, in between. So he still gets to be Sam, Sam, and then Sam with Sangita and then me by myself. And, you know, they, they intermix, but we also made the effort of just having time together where, we, you know, every Friday we would just sit down him and I and talk for an hour, whatever it is. And um, these are the things we had to do. Even when I was traveling, it was just him and I FaceTime and just have that discussion. So again, it just became a schedule for us. Um, but also she recommended that we schedule sex. So, uh, Don't laugh. We... My husband, I have find notes in my calendar. Yes. On the dining room table okay, so from my husband. So... I am so attracted to my husband. I check him out all the time. Like I am in love with this man. Um, and, and that's part of it was when you first get get comfortable, that period never really happened for us because we scheduled it and we always had that connection. We always had that physical connection since we, got, when we got married and, uh, it, you know, it's, it's been awesome and knock on wood. Like, it's just, I can't believe I'm more in love with him now than I have in I don't know, ever. And so, you know, it's just, we're so good at that. And he, and, and I married my best friend. So we got to know each other um, because he was in <laughs> yeah. Cause we got to know each other over the phone because there was a long distance relationship for a year. We would see each other once in a while. Um, but I got to know him so well mentally. And, and so it's just, we had that connection and of course we have our ups and downs for sure. Um, but it's the way you handle your downs, right? Do you get mad or do you take a moment to get your frustrations out, but take a moment to always connect by the end of the day or the next day and just, you know, I'm not very good at talking about my emotions, but he's taught me to make sure I do that with him. And so even if we're sitting next to each other quietly for that hour, it's still, there's still that emotional connection. So, um, you know, it's been really good. It's been really good. And, and I think the other thing is that, uh, he makes an effort to get to know my life and I make the effort to get to know his life. And I think that's a lot of things that a lot of people forget, right? Even if you come home after a long day and go, Oh, I just had a shitty day. Try not to do that. Come home, take a break, leave that behind and then move on to your day at home. And I think that's really hard because work can be frustrating for a lot of people. Right. And uh, you just have to let that be and just move on and don't bring it to your, your family. So that's something I do try not to do. So how did it, how, how did it work in COVID? Cause I know my husband and I have the kind of the same philosophy and we both traveled yeah. so much. So we didn't see, mm -hmm. then we came together, but COVID, I thought this is going to be a test because yeah. we're all home. We're all home. Yeah. So I loved it. Because I loved I it too. Got, yeah. Okay. 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 Cause I got to see my kids grow. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I missed so many moments in their lives to see it happen. Now it was it was a gift. This was a silver lining for me from mother nature to say, saying, Gita, you need to be home and be with your kids. And it was, I will never forget 2020 what was this 2021 because of my kids. Like it was just absolutely amazing. And even, even Sam, Sam, Sam was still working from home. So I was working from home. So we were still working. Um, the only thing I found annoying about us was this chewing when we would be sitting on the sofa and recognized him more. I'm like, stop chewing your popcorn the way you chew. That's the only thing that I've been annoyed by him is the way he chews. Um, but other than that, it's been truly a gift for me to be able to be home with the kids and, uh, and work and, and go to the gym and, and have dinner with my husband. Like, like all of that has, you know, really shown me that my priorities is this and that's my family. So it's been great. Mm -hmm. I want to get back to the beauty part of it because oh. I want to ask you, because as a photographer, this is very um, intriguing to me. Do you look in the mirror? Do you think that you're beautiful? It, de it depends how you define beauty, right? Um, I've noticed, so recently I've got, so I joined TikTok. Oh, and, brother. Okay. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I have to tell you, I absolutely love TikTok because it's free. You could do whatever you want, but then there's comments and, you know, it's, it's a place for younger people. I'm in my forties and there was one post I did and the guy wrote because of Botox 
And I responded in a way and I was like moving my forehead and showing like, no, it's not about Botox, but it is frustrating to see how women and men too um, respond to other women about their beauty. Because uh, I feel like, I know I'm going to go back to your question, but it's, 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 it's interesting to see, you shouldn't judge other people, what they do and what they don't do. This is their beauty. This is their definition of beauty. This is what they want to look like. And there is peer pressure of how, you know, the industry, especially in our industry, how, you know, how you're supposed to look at how you're not supposed to look. Um, but I think it's changing too. So, um, so when I get these comments, I think about, am I beautiful? Do I feel I'm very comfortable in my skin in my forties now? I don't give a shit anymore. I'm like, this is me. This is my face. Um, and I haven't done anything to my face. So I find natural ways to take care of myself. Um, and I'm trying you, to age can you gracefully talk about that a little bit, because a lot of people are getting, even young girls now are getting plastic surgery. Like I see the effect yeah. on my 17 year old daughter. She's like, so-and-so had this done. And so-and-so had this done. Like, how do you feel about that mm-hmm. as a role yeah. model for, for women? And I, and I think I speak to a lot of it. I, I try to say, I show a lot of my, when I do my fitness Tuesday video, I'm sweating. I have no makeup on. I haven't done my hair. Like that's, that's me. That's my natural life. Um, you know, when I do photos, I don't filter. I put highlights, like I make it brighter, mm-hmm. but if I go, I told myself, I if I start filtering now, how am I going to justify when I stop filtering? Like it, you know, it's, it's hard for me to get, get around that. And do, I do question myself. I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to get wrinkles. What do I do about it? Like, it's all of that. You're, you know, you're laughing at wrinkles. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's especially being in this industry. You're like, you have to look younger, but here I am at uh, 42 at an entertainment show. I am a cover girl. Like, you know, these are the things. (laughs) Okay. So this is the thing, I believe beauty comes from within. Like people come to me and they say, well, I'm not photogenic. And I said, yes, you are because you, I can see your kind heart. It's coming through in your eyes. I can. And as we age, we gain so much life experience. We gain so much wisdom. And I think as we get, as we age, we become more beautiful because we become more whole. And how did that feel? I'm getting goosebumps because when, (laughs) when you were named the cover girl for simply ageless at age 40, I don't know how you didn't hear me screaming because I was like, good. And I, like, I just, like, I love, love I know that you're how saying I that. felt. I don't know how you felt. <laughs> I don't know how I felt either. It, I, I am still, I'm in shock on, I, I can't believe I announced my birthday on the 40th as the cover girl. It is, I, it's still, it's still a pinch me moment for me because I, I can't believe it's happened and what it represents. It's not even, you know, what cover girl represents one thing, but it's also the fact that I'm an Asian woman uh, at 40 being an ambassador, the first Canadian ambassador for their, their brand. It, it's just mind blowing. And when we, you know, talk about photographers, you know, the photographer who takes my pictures, she, she you know, puts the lighting on, we put the makeup on, we do all that but she never brings back any photos that are touched up. And, you know, that really, you know, I'm like, well, if you want me to be a cover girl, maybe you should cover this and this and this. And they're like, no, this is you Sangita, And this is what we want. And that, that still blows my mind. Right. Like they, it's, it's amazing. And so, you know, it's to be, it's, this is my third year with them and it's just been a beautiful thing. So when you say, when I look into the mirror, do I feel beautiful? Um, I, I can say, I, I don't know how to say that because I'm not taught to say I'm beautiful, but I, I am comfortable in my skin and I'm comfortable with who I am and, and I celebrate that. So I think that's the answer to that question. And how about with your girls? How do your girls feel about all of this? Ah, they don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're, no, um, like they're just not like a, like proud mama moments. Like that's my, uh, no, not really. Uh, unless I met, I think I met the minions once and that my daughter asked me about that, but, um, <laughs> that's about it. But no, they no, you know, you know, who keeps me humble? My family keeps me humble because they're, they, they don't see it that way. And my kids are the same way. It's, we just like having so much fun together, especially now they're teenagers. Uh, when they introduced me to TikTok, we're doing these crazy videos together and I'm just having so much fun with them. But um, yeah, I don't think they were even on my Instagram page. My one daughter doesn't have a phone. My other daughter, um, I think she has an account on Instagram, but it's private. So she's not even that active on social media that way. Um, but, you know, they're, they're excited for me and for what I do. But 
it's never been a discussion, mama, you know, we're proud. No, that doesn't happen. No, that, that. (laughs) they're more like, what did you bring home for food? Like it's that kind of conversation, right? Like, Oh, can you get a deal with, yeah. yeah, Like Colonel's popcorn, mom, can you do that? Or, you know, it's, it's that with them, but um, they're having fun with me too. And uh, you know, I'll be like, can we take a photo? And, And so even them, when we, when I put these photos up, there's a deal between me and the kids. So they said to me, mom, you're allowed six pictures for the year of us on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go past that, I have to pay them, you oh. know, like they have, they're just, and I respect that. Oh, they made a contract and I'm like, got I respect some business that. skills. They're they already thinking skills. about the endorsement. <laughs> like, uh, wait a minute, mom, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. And so, uh, even that, and I respect that. Like, uh, you know, they're like, we, and they don't want to be on social media all the time. That's fine. But it's when they say they're good with being on social media. So even when I first started, I wasn't even sure I wanted to put them on uh, until I talked to my husband and I said, you know, when they get older, maybe that's when we start playing with it. And they approved it. And so there, there you go. And uh, here we are as a family on social media. Oh, I think it's fabulous. And that's one of my, like one of my uh, questions that comes up all the time with my clients is how much do we share? Like, what do we show and what do we keep private? And I think it's very personal for everyone, right? But Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about how you feel about putting your kids out there, but you answered that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's up to them. It's, it really is. And, um, you know, my daughter being a teenager now will have now saying, no, you know what, mom, I don't like that photo and I'm going to have to respect that. And I won't put it up. Um, but for me, it was an underlying of, you're right. Like, what do you put out there? What are you comfortable with? And I, and I, this is how I look at social media now. I, I think of it as a yearbook. What photos do you want out there that you would want to see back in your yearbook? And so that's how I see it. So if I'm going to put this photo out, is this the photo I want to see 10 years down the road? Is this the photo my kids will be okay with 10 years down the road? Mm-hmm. So that's how I see my social media. It's really helped me to have that perspective because if you're questioning a certain thing, you, I think to that, I'm like, do I want to see this in the future? Um, so, and, and you're right. Like our kids are growing up and, you know, right now we're putting them up, but will will they be happy in the future? So that's how it is for me. And most of the stuff I put on is, is my joy. Right. And Oh, and you have so much joy, Gita. Like you're always smiling. Like, honestly, I like, do you really, do you wake up in the morning and say, Hey, I am living my best life. Like you you must say that. I wake up and I'm like, where am I? I gotta go pee. Like that's the first thing I say. Like I gotta pee. Um, No, but I mean, even when I, that's, I think that comes with aging too, is because even when I'm having a moment and I'm not feeling good and just a crappy day or things are just not great. I have this, I have this moment to really bring myself out of it. Like it doesn't last long. The negativity doesn't last long. I've trained myself to come out of it very quickly and find the positive aspects of it. Like, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, uh, I was in a, I was in a car crash, bad day, but I survived, right? You find that element that's more positive to it. And, and I think that's it. And even with the trolls and social media. Car, were you in a car crash or that was just an example? Oh, no, I was in a car crash a few years ago. Um, and, you know, I, I came out of it. I'm like, I'm alive. The car's total, but I'm alive and I'm good, right? Like, in a, instead of getting all upset with the whole situation of the guy hitting, like, I didn't get upset. I was more like, he was probably having a bad day. He was yelling at me and I was like, sir, you don't need to curse at me. It's all, and I think I made it worse, but I'm like, it's okay. We'll, we'll figure this out. Like, it's okay. Right. And I was in a car crash. Um, a girl hit me from behind and I was going to a tip event and, um, her airbag came off and she hit me. And I know I'm pretty sure she was on her phone. I got out of the car and pulled her out of the car because she was traumatized. She was this oh young God. girl, put her on the sidewalk. And I go, you're okay. Are you okay? Call your mom. We're just going to, you know, let's, let's, I'll call 911. You call your mom because she was just around the corner. And then, um, I started joking with the, you know, like I got hit, but I was like, it's okay. She's okay. And I'm okay. So like, it depends where you go with your mind. And I think that's, that's something that I've trained myself over the years. And it was funny because the firefighters are like, you're going to tip who you interview. I'm like, Chris Pratt. And they're like, can you say hi to them? <laughs> so I took a video of the, uh, <laughs> the firefighters and I gave it to Chris Pat- Pratt to see it. And he sent a message back to them. So it was oh, really cute. Awesome. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think that's, that's something for me to kind of, I think it's really important. I think I, I try to get the noise out of my head as quickly as possible. And I, I, and I think that's, that comes with aging and that comes with time and uh, it's really helped me a lot. But being in front of the camera all the time, do you ever worry about aging in front of the camera? 
Yeah. I mean, you do, you do, but I, there's nothing I could do about it. Like this is me. And I, it's, it's, it, you have to decide what your decision is, right? Do you want to be that person who wants to change your face, who wants to look different? I mean, then great. That that's your decision. Or are you that person like me who just kind of just says this, you know, this is what's happening. And I mean, I will go for a facial. I will do whatever I have to do naturally to like make sure I, you know, I take my collagen, I, you know, all that stuff, but. Okay. Let's um, go through your skincare. Cause I'm sure. Oh, you don't want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Bad. I'm awful. Um, <laughs> I'm a, okay. I doubt it. I doubt it my, because look at your face. So, the key to my skin, the difference that anything, everything I've done um, is water. I drink a lot of water and that's, what's helped my skin, um, in so many ways. It's just being hydrated inside out. I think more than outside in how much water um, do you drink? Honestly, I try to drink two to three liters a day. Okay. So three, sometimes three to four, but I try to stick at least it's been two to three recently. Uh, and I do pee all the time and I'm so excited when my pee is clear. I'm like, this is, this is, ah, my skin's going to be great. Oh I'm like, yes. But that's changed my face, but I don't have a great skincare routine. I need to be better with it, but I do use an eye cream. I do use a moisturizer and I, I try to wash my face every night. I try. Um, uh, I heard that uh, once um, Stevie Nicks, the singer of Fleetwood Mac, she said, that's the secret to her skin that no matter how late she was out on stage, yeah. I, she has to wash her face. So wash I her face. Oh, but that's it. It's uh, essentially that eye cream is really important to me right now. And uh, that's it. And then moisturizer and drinking water. Well, and some of it, though, is natural genes, though, too, don't you think? Like you're blessed with some some good genes. I, I mean, I'm Asian. So we have, you know, we have that extra moisturizer barrier yeah. in our body. Um, I, I mean, think I saw fun. your high school picture or your engineering picture somewhere online. And your face is the same. Like your hair is different, but your face is the same. <laughs> Why thanks? <laughs> uh, but you know, I do. I mean, I see wrinkles. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to see it. It's starting to come together, and it's uh, you know, then what? Who knows what I'm gonna do in the future? But right now, I just, I, 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 I just love it. I just love the way everything is right now. I'm not gonna change anything, and uh, it's the peer pressure too, right? Like, how much are you gonna let affect you? And I just try not to let it come in my way, right? And then, and I'll go to my husband and I'll be like, do and he'll be like, you look great. And that's all I need is, to, you know, that he thinks I look great. It's great. So yeah. And, and I think it's partly being a mom to two girls too. It's like, what do you want to represent for your kids as well? Right. It's so, so important. It's so important. And so I think that's part of it too, but everyone has their own journey, whatever you do, be happy with yourself. I mean, whatever that makes you happy, do it. Um, but you know, some people find different ways and this is my way. So, okay. I have to ask you another question that just popped in my head. That's kind of like silly, but do you get to keep the clothes that you wear on the red carpet? Like, do, are those are kidding me? Are you kidding? Come on. <laughs> no. Where am I going to wear that again? Those $10,000 dresses. I'm not wearing those again. I'm so careful with them too on the red carpet because one of the most important things to me is wearing Canadian fashion when I'm on an yeah, international carpet. I know, carpet. you're so I supportive. That's yeah, great, yeah. I, I just, I, you know, we, we got to support each other. And and so when they, you know, they're so fragile, these dresses, one snapped my, the Golden Globes, uh, the suit that I wore, the back snapped and it was full on like boobs. And so it was like, you know, <laughs> it's it was on the carpet and like, how do I fix this? And we were able to put like a pin in and like, and I've had a dress at the Cannes Film Festival. I had this gorgeous Inez gown um, and I bent down and I sneezed at the same time and the <gasps> zipper came straight down my ass. Luckily, oh, my no. camera guy was by, behind me. I mooned him and he gave me his coat, his jacket. And so I put oh, it on he top. Probably, like, you, yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, but he's like, saying, you know, I'm like, yeah. You didn't feel bad, Sangeeta. That was like, you made his life there. I completely <laughs> And, um, and it was one of those dresses with no straps on it. So it completely came down. It was on the Cannes Film Festival red carpet. I was like, oh my God. So those moments do happen, but uh, no, I do not get to keep those, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I'm just excited to wear any fashion that comes my way. Sorry, I had to ask that because I love yeah. clothes too. And like, you always have these uh, amazing outfits. I'm like, yeah. is that in your closet? <laughs> Did she take that home? Um, so serious question. What do you want 
to leave as a legacy? Mm. When, when you're gone, what do you want people to know or say yeah. um, about you? This year, I guess the last two years, uh, I found my voice. And uh, it's something that I'm still learning to understand. So I'm a woman of color. And, you know, I think back, it, I had to sit with it. I had to sit with everything that I've gone through as a kid to this age and dealing with the racism I dealt with and dealt with, you know, sexism as a woman of engineering too. I had to sit with those moments, even to this day, comments that are made about my skin color or about who, what I look like, or, and I had to acknowledge it rather than just kind of saying, okay, saying, you know, you're just be grateful for what you have in your life. Just let that not be, but actually sit with it. And so I'm trying to break barriers where you don't see women of color. And, and that partly is because I have two daughters and I don't want them to ever face that. And, and that's something that's really important to me. And so um, I'm hoping I could be one of those people with a voice to help break those barriers going forward, especially in Canada, where we are so diverse. Um, this is, you know, this weekend show that's coming up is just, you know, incredible to be able to be a woman of color again, to be able hosting a show. And, and I hope Let's to bring that voice, that right? Too, yeah. Because I just have, you have your own show, Sandy, <laughs> your own show. Uh, uh, but you know, those are, and, but what, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that platform? That's yes. the serious so question, right? So, right. So hopefully this platform will be able to open up those conversations, to be able to celebrate all diversity, to celebrate Canada, to celebrate you know, everything that's important to me that I believe is important to a lot of people out there. And so I think that's, that's, that's my, I hope to be, that's my legacy. And one of the things I always told myself is by the age of 50, I want to retire and start my own charity because I really believe in oh, education and girls. That's what I was going to say. And You're so involved in so many things. You have that yeah. poverty, the one campaign that you support, you raised all mm. that money for India. Like you're just, yeah. you're such a kind, beautiful soul. Oh. You hear it out. It's just, you know, you try to help as much as you can. Because again, like you were saying in the beginning, I'm that friend who will call and say, hey, yeah. how can I help? And it, it's just so instilled in me and what happened in India. And my team was just incredible at ET Canada, how they stepped up and to go, let's, you know, um, even our PR team, our publicist, Melissa, like she was just so hard into it and really helped this happen. And it was just incredible I called the prime minister and like I just called everybody and anybody to and a lot of people want to help and that's the difference is people are willing to do whatever they they can to to make happen so for me that's that's my goal in the future is to to be able to start a charity where every girl gets free education in the world and um I think that's really important especially coming from you know going back to India and learning about what happened in, in India and how kids are treated there young girls are treated there and in Haiti and so it's just it's always in the back of my mind. So, um, you know, and I'm also raising my kids that way to be able to acknowledge what's happening in the world. Like my little one knows a little bit too much about what's happening in the world and gets very political with her, but it's a good thing because she understands that she is, you know, everything in her life, she she's privileged and she's lucky and what can she do to help other people? And so her mindset's there, which I absolutely love at the age of 11. So it's, it's great. I really believe, you know, when, as we age, or even when we're young, when you when you can be of service, when when you can help others, it's just the most fulfilling. It's just mm -hmm. the it, you, you don't get that from money or fame, but to to actually make a difference and to help someone, it's I have full goosebumps, and I mm -hmm. I wish you all the best, Singita, because really, oh, you're, you're so sweet. Um, do you want to talk about the show at all? Like, what, sure, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're starting, you know, ET Canada is expanding with a weekend show, which is really exciting. It's going to be on Saturday, starting on September 18th, 7.30 to 8.30. We have a one-hour show packed with so much entertainment, interviews, exclusives, so many great things. Our whole team will be part of it. Everyone that's on the show will be part of it. And uh, just, uh, I'm just going to have a lot of fun with it. And I think this addition is just going to bring more entertainment into your house and i hope people will join us on the weekend and uh, have a little bit of fun thank you thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me thank you today. like you i have one last question you're an inspiration to so many and mm. your goal is to inspire and to motivate and to help and who ins who inspires you who does that for you Oh, there's so many people that inspire me. I, I, it's not even big names. It's, you know, um, 
I connect with a lot of people that I've known for so many years and everyone has a way to inspire me one way or another. Arlene Dickinson, I just saw her two days ago and I try to see her at least once a year. And, you know, it's just her words have so much value to me because she's, she's someone who saw something in me when I didn't. And, and I've known her for 15 years, I guess now, but she just has a way of making you say you're good. You know, you, 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 you deserve this. And I think it takes a lot for women to acknowledge what's great for them. We forget to celebrate our success, but like her, um, you know, my sister's an inspiration to me. My husband's an inspiration to me. Uh, two of my great friends are like, they're just the way they talk to me. I just love them. And I get inspired by everything, to be honest. You know, when I look around and say, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, anyone who is creating a journey for others is an inspiration to me. Uh, you know, the fact that someone is doing this is like, that's going to help all these women to be able to do this. And so, there's so, I, I take inspiration from everywhere I go. I can, I mean, I'm inspired by you. Like it's, oh. it's, it's, <laughs> it's, you. it's, it's, it's taking that. You don't have to find that one person. It's, it's just your surroundings should be your inspiration. And so, um, that's what I fill my life with, right? There's this, I just, I love it. I love, and I, I'll ask the most weird questions to people. It's because whatever they're doing is inspiring me. So, um, yeah, so I can't say there's one particular person, but I say my environment is my inspiration. Well, Thank you. I just want to say thank you again. That thank and I you. wish you all the best with your new show. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know it's it's. And what are you going to wear to TIFF? And who's coming? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know nothing yet. I don't know. I, I just know this is going. Like, are people it's coming? still happening? It, apparently, it's happening. I don't know if people are coming down or not, but a TIFF is still happening. Mel probably knows more than I do, but I I don't know what's happening. I just know that we're it's official this year, so we'll see. Well, all the best for your show and for everything that you do. I just wish you all the best and continued success, Sangeeta. Like you deserve the world. You're such a beautiful person. Thank you, Kathy. And thank you for everything you do as well. So I really appreciate it. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Well, beauty, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you have a second, please rate, review, and hit subscribe. Don't forget to share Align and Hustle with a friend. For more information, be sure to check out the podcast page at www.kathyspence.com slash podcast. I hope to see you here again next Tuesday. Talk soon.